Hey, what up, Long Beach? Welcome back to another bi-weekly episode of the only podcast that talks Long Beach State Athletics. As always, this show is hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and he's Mike Garabasio. Hey, everybody. Uh, every two weeks, the LB Fee Show. It's been a little bit difficult to find things to talk about over the last 10 months, but that is not the case today. Uh, plenty to talk about, and so we're just going to get straight into it. We've got no guest other than the man, the myth himself, Long Beach State Athletic Director Andy Fee. Andy, welcome to the show. As always, excited to be here with both of you. A few things have happened since last we spoke <laughs> on this show, Andy. We will touch on the men's and women's basketball team being put on pause for a weekend and then getting back to action. There's also some men's and women's basketball games coming up this weekend that we will talk about. But first and for foremost, we haven't had a lot of good news so let's touch on some possible good news that's coming around the corner for Long Beach State Athletics, really the city of Long Beach, hopefully, and the Big West Conference, because the board of directors met last Friday. Uh, it was the 15th, if you're looking at your calendar, and they came to a decision to move forward with restarting competition other than the basketball teams. Like I said, we'll talk about basketball in just a minute. But they didn't send out a press release of said announcement. They let people know late last year that they would announce something in January, but when they did decide that, they left it to the 11 member schools athletic directors to announce that. So, Andy, thanks for letting us know sports are coming back, question mark? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, mean, I guess I should be happy. You know, it's, it's nice to be able to share some good news, uh, you know, as we, we've all um, had to unfortunately go with a lot of the bad news over the last year, but but the good news is um, that the 11 CEOs all voted uh, to proceed with spring, spring sports here, uh, specifically at the beach. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. Um, the, next, the next hoop for us to jump through is for the city of Long Beach to approve our plans to, uh, to begin activity. So, you know, one, one little uh, hurdle has been cleared. Now the second hurdle of the city of Long Beach is, is up next. Well, I'm going to say that, you know, Andy, that um, it's more than a little hurdle from where I'm sitting. And when we were on our last episode talking about this board of directors meeting, you know, I, JJ and I at this point are like a dog that, you know, someone's thrown a phantom tennis ball too many times. And I, I just don't believe it anymore. You know, you, you were expressing optimism about spring sports going forward, but I think um, JJ and I, I was reviewing our, our work over the last year. I think like we had the word canceled or, or suspended I think like 150 times on our website. So to me, that news was enormous. You know, the prospect in 2021 of getting to see the dirt bags at Bull Diamond and Blair Field, getting to see the Long Beach State men's volleyball team, which by the way, is still the two-time defending national champion because we didn't have a 2020 season, them getting to play this year ranked, I think, number four in the country. The softball team, the track and field teams, tennis and golf, that's huge news. And, you know, I, I don't want to take that for granted because while you, you mentioned there's more hurdles to clear and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, that's huge. I mean, JJ and I, you know, we went nine months without seeing any sports, you know, sanctioned in the city of Long Beach between the Long Beach State Women's Basketball Tournament in 2020 and when the teams were back in the pyramid uh, a couple months ago. That's more than 250 student athletes. That's a lot of lives. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's, a, it's a big deal. And, and that goes um, without saying, as, as you mentioned. And, um, you know, I mean, when we made that announcement uh, on spring sports returning, I mean, that was really some of the, the first good news, specifically related to sports for those coaches and student athletes who 
one, you know, I had to go in and tell them in March, you know, we're shutting it down and kind of crush, you know, people's dreams and hopes. And then along the way of having to, you know, hey, we're in a holding pattern. We're in a hold so we haven't had a, an opportunity to share really any good news related to sports with those student athletes and coaches. And when we were able to, to, to put that release out saying that we were moving forward, I mean, just the text message that I just got of just like excitement and just hope. I mean, actual honest hope of better days ahead um, in terms of sports. So, um, you know, as I said, we've got to navigate through the, the local uh, waters here with the, the city public health department. And, you know, I think we have a strong, strong case, one that we've made uh, along the way. I've shared with you guys, you know, and, and not to jinx us or whatever, but, you know, between men's and women's basketball, the only two sports that we, we have up and running right now, we've had well over 1300 COVID tests. And of those 1300 plus tests, only two positives. And those were non-student athletes. And we had four false positives. But I mean, that's a positivity rate of 0.115 or something like that. And, you know, comparative to where the city is and maybe the state of California, our numbers uh, are really low. And that's a credit to the student athletes and coaches. But I also believe the protocols that we have in place where we have a minimum of testing three times a week at this point, I feel like we're testing almost every day, actually. And, um, you know, I feel confident that that what we have planned and in place can keep people safe and, and can allow us to hopefully have activity. So I'm really hopeful that the city um, public health department really looks at what we're, we're putting forward and um, sees the science and the data that that leads us to the conclusion we can proceed forward. There's a bunch of different questions we could ask right now, but let me just ask this first one to kind of set the table here. Do you think that the city of Long Beach and the health department understand your sense of urgency that you have at your department? And like we just said, trying to get those kids back active again? I don't think so. And, and I don't mean that as a slight to the city. Um, you know, certainly they have, you know, their, their kind of depth chart of things that they're worried about and what they need to do. But I think what, what I was explaining today to some of our campus medical folks is, you know, college athletics in some ways is like uh, turning a cruise ship around. And, uh, you know, it takes a while and it's not always pretty. Um, for us to get up and running, it's not a flip of a switch. Um, we have so many moving parts in terms of NCAA eligibility. I mean, the, the testing protocol. I mean, we have all these things that need to come together at the same time. And, um, you know, it's not as easy to just be sitting on the sideline and just watching the city waiting for them to say, you can go. Um, even if they told us today that we could go, we couldn't go today because we have to ramp it up. We have to actually get the pieces moving in place. Um, we're, you know, not the biggest athletic department, but, you know, if you would take all of our student athletes, coaches, I mean, we're over 500 people, um, just in, in people alone, plus all of the just the nuts and bolts of facilities and getting those up and running and flipped and cleaned. And it's just, there's so much more to this. And, and that's usually it is, I, I, you know, but I don't expect that the city's gonna understand that. That's not the world they live in. It's the world that I live in, but I just hope that they understand that this is a very complex enterprise. And it's not just about, you know, putting on a pair of basketball shoes and, you know, running into a gym. It's way more, and, and maybe I'm oversimplifying it, but it's way more to it.
Well, and so let me just uh, pull, pull the camera back even a little bit more for people listening. Um, we've talked a few times on this show about how complicated these restarts are going to be because of the number of green lights you're going to have to get. This is not, as you said, flipping a light switch on or off. But, uh, you know, the NCAA has said, go ahead. There's men's volleyball teams playing. There's baseball teams getting ready to play right now. Um, the state of California has said college sports are good to go. Um, Los Angeles County has said college sports are good to go, right? Because I know, like, I think UCLA and, and USC men's volleyball are playing, gosh, I want to say on Saturday. I mean, they're playing in a couple of days here. So you get, and, and now the big West is also, you know, given the thumbs up. So you guys have every, you've got six thumbs up or whatever it is all the way down the line. You're just waiting for word from the Long Beach health department that you guys can, you know, put the plan into place that's been approved at all those other levels and start up. Is that correct? Yeah, it is. I mean, as you said, uh, I believe men's uh, Pepperdine men's volleyball played last night um, to open up their season. Um, and maybe it was an exhibition match. But, you know, I saw on social media that, that, that they had played, I think, a five set match. But um, yeah, I mean, we are literally at the final piece, you know, the final door to unlock to to getting back <laughs> to activity. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm repeating myself a little bit, but you know, we have a very strong program to keep people safe here. We, as I mentioned earlier, our testing protocols exceed almost every mid-major school that I'm aware of. And I haven't talked to every AD out there, but I, I know for a fact we are well ahead in terms of testing, the number of tests, how we're doing it. Um, you know, we don't want to put people in, in harm's way. I mean, <laughs> nobody wants to do that. I mean, if anything, our, our primary goal, as I always keep saying, is to keep people safe. We believe that we can safely, you know, move forward. We believe that we can safely have collegiate sports here at Long Beach State. You know, we need to get the city to buy into that. But again, based upon what else is out there, you know, the, the state guidelines, the, the county guidelines, um, you know, every other institution, Division One institution in LA County has been approved to, to move forward with activity. Um, I get it that we have a, a city health department, but I also feel that there's a body of work that, that can be uh, pointed to um, for us to, to, to get moving and get moving forward soon. And again, it, it's, it's not as easy as it sounds. Uh, we, you know, in order to even play the first game, we, we have to have practices. I mean, you know, we can't just show up next week and play UCLA in a men's volleyball match. You know, Coach Knipe has to, has to get his guys up and running and fit and doing it. We, I mean, we haven't been doing anything. So um, it's going to take time for us to actually get on the, the court or the field of competition this spring. Andy, when we spoke last week about the breaking news of this decision, you said that the city told you that a possible return date of February 1st might be a little bit optimistic. Have you gotten an update on that from them? Yeah, I mean, at, th at this point, I mean, I'm telling my coaches, um, you know, today and tomorrow, I, I, don't, I don't see us. Now, I would love for the city to, to come back and, and, and prove me wrong at this point. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to get approved for February 1st. Um, I could be wrong. I, 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 it does not seem to be that, um, you know, the train going down the track is going at that speed. So, um, you know, now things are changing. Um, you know, we've all noticed and seen that the stay at home order has been, been lifted by the governor. So, you know, can things change? Certainly. And, and I hope they do, but um, I'm not so certain that February 1st is really um, plausible at this point.
So are they giving you more steps to take and asking for information in the meantime? Or are you literally just waiting for the phone call where they tell you it's okay and you don't really have anything you can do to speed up the said process? Yeah, at this point, um, we have not been asked for any more uh, materials or information. I, I guess they could come back and ask for something else. Um, but we have we've shared, you know, our plans and shared um, what we 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 want to do and how we would do it. Um, so, I, you know, in some ways, I wish there was something that that I could do or get an answer to some specific question. But right now, um, they know what we want that we want to we want to begin activity, but they um, they're hesitant right now to do that. Um, well, that's certainly news I'm sure will be, uh, will raise some eyebrows among Long Beach State fans uh, and others. I think, you know, JJ and I are going to have some reporting that the high schools are kind of in the same boat that the state has sort of, you know, given the green light for these activities to go ahead. And, and I think people are waiting on that local approval. Um, but, you know, I, I just want to back up and first of all, the numbers are, are going in a better direction. I just saw today's numbers. We're recording this on Tuesday afternoon. That's good news. Um, you know, seeing the positivity rate go down and all those other things. And obviously vaccines have been rolling out um, in the city uh, much more efficiently than across the rest of the state. Uh, Andy, what was the reaction like that you got from putting out the announcement that if you do get this final approval from the city, the dirt bags, the men's volleyball team, the softball team, track, did you hear from, you know, the kids and the coaches? I mean, I, one thing JJ and I have tried to do is you see people talk about mental health or whatever is sort of a conceptual issue. And we always try to really put flesh and blood on those issues of no, 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 these are real people who are suffering through this lockdown, you know, and struggling, um, not just with the physical side of it, but with the mental side of it. So what was the reaction you heard from the kids? Was it, you know, overwhelmingly positive or, or, or what did you or, see on your text message? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, even on my social media, when I put out, you know, the releases and, you know, the likes and then, you know, I can see who's liked stuff and, and student athletes um, that, that follow me were, were liking the, the, the news that we were sharing, um, you know, even just the, the one-off conversations with some of the coaches and athletes has been very positive. And, and this is the real, the first real light at the end of the tunnel, I think for a lot of them that, you know, it's been a lot of hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. And it just, it didn't seem like it was coming. And now, you know, I think it, now there's frustration because they, 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 they know that the CEO has approved it, but they're not started. So I think now they're starting to get frustrated going like, well, I thought we were starting and, and we've explained the process to them, but I think, you know, the longer that this takes to get the city approval, I, I hate to say it. I wish, I wish I was wrong, but the more frustrated I think they're becoming. And, and I get it because they finally have an opportunity in their minds to get back on, you know, the, the court or the field that, you know, midseason was, was yanked from them and um, they haven't had any activity in the fall. Um, so I think, um, you know, at this point, you know, uh, it, it's a real mental health issue. Um, for, for coaches, athletes, you know, even myself, I mean, I'm frustrated, you know, I want us to be able to have that opportunity for um, the student athletes to compete. So, you know, what we just keep trying to do is, is educate and, and share what we know with them. And, 
um, just really work as hard as we can to uh, to work with the city to provide what what we need to do. I mean, I've essentially said we'll we'll do whatever the city says. I mean, if if we have to test six times a week, then we'll do six times a week. Just just tell us what we need to do in order to get this done, and um, we'll do whatever we can. So again, we're just stuck in this waiting game. Um, and you know, I don't I don't control the city, and I you know I know they have a job to do, and and I respect that, but certainly. Um, we, we want to catch up to what we see our local competitors. It's not like, you know, we're trying to compare ourselves to what's happening in Kansas, you know, less than 20 miles away is UCLA. They're up and running and, and we're not. So hopefully we can get there. Hopefully the city will, will see, you know, that the numbers are getting better. Um, and hopefully they, they, they see that the body of work that we have is legitimate in, in terms of keeping people safe. Speaking of which, it must be wildly frustrating to walk around the city and see golf courses and tennis courts hosting <laughs> activity, and you guys can't have golf or tennis. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I live next to campus, and I run every day by Big Rack and uh, you know the tennis courts, and I, I sit there, and I look over, and I see people golfing, and I see the courts are on at night, people playing tennis, and I'm kind of like so you know, our student athletes who are going to be tested a minimum of three times a week have all of these COVID protocols um, that we require their adherence to. We can't do anything, but, you know, average Andy can go play big rec, no problem. I mean, you know, I'm, I don't want to stop, you know, the average person from playing golf, but I also don't. No, but, yeah, but, but I mean, let's really think about that. And that, that's the college kids, because as you mentioned it, it's like we've deemed it medically safe to go golfing for JJ and I to meet at Big Rec and go golf together uh, without having tested, just wearing masks and socially distancing, which obviously for golf and tennis is pretty easy to do. And here you've got these kids who, you know, you have the program in place, you're going to test them three times a week, <laughs> you know, and enforce all those uh, guidelines as well, but they're not allowed to practice together, which is for golf and tennis, basically just the same thing JJ and I would be doing. Uh, just much, much worse than the student athletes at Long Beach State, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it, it's difficult to message that because, you know, what do you say? You know, what do you say to somebody, to that student athlete? I mean, what, what, what am I going to say that really answers the question when they go, I don't understand it? And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not the health department, but it's tough to, I don't know, I don't know how someone would defend it if the very activity that you want to do is approved for everybody else, but you can't do it. I mean, I don't know. That's a tough one to answer. I, I don't know what to say to it other than, um, you know, I, I wish I could have a more direct impact on it, but it's not in my hands. So late last year, basketball teams are practicing. They're trying to get indoors. They're doing the outdoor stuff, but you know, being inside on the, on the floor together in the gym, kind of important. So you took both men's and women's Long Beach State basketball teams to Orange County to Seal Beach to train at the AIM Center because the restrictions weren't as, or weren't as bad there. Would you consider doing something similar for your spring teams by taking them to a place where maybe those restrictions are a little less so that they can actually have activity in preparation for games. And then secondarily, would you consider playing an all road schedule to play in the big West this year? 
I mean, that would, that would obviously be the, the last resort option. Um, you know, we would prefer not to go off campus. Um, you know, we did that initially with basketball at, at, at AIM and Seal Beach. But if you look at all the sports, um, you know, if we took the track program offsite, I mean, we would, you know, I don't know, Golden West College, I mean, we'd have to go somewhere and it would be substantial to move. Um, you know, we have 10 uh, spring sports um, it would be quite a challenge to take 10 sports out of the city of, of Long Beach, to be honest, as much as I, I want us to have activity. Um, I, I mean, that is the last resort. My hope is that we can work with the city to come to a resolution on this. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I, that is something I think we will definitely consider. We, we did that once, albeit it was just, just two teams, but, um, you know, we have, and I use the royal we, but you know, President Conley has voted um, to to move forward with spring sports. Um, you know, I, I I would be up for fighting for every opportunity to compete this year. I mean, if if we had to have all road games, obviously we don't want to do that. But um, you know, I want to afford our student athletes a chance to compete. So. Um, I'm really hoping in the next week or so we can we can really get movement with the city on what we need to do if there's something else we need to do in order to get approval um, to practice and compete here in the in the city confines and if 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 they're going to say no to that I guess yeah we would consider other options but I really hope that we don't have to get there. Big West baseball teams are practicing right now. And I talked to Dirtbags head coach Eric Valenzuela about how frustrated he was with that and how he and uh, Cal State Northridge are really the only two not being able to get back on the field, so much so that they're trying to talk to each other about doing some scrimmages since they're the ones who are the furthest behind. And you look at the schedule that's already put on paper, and that says March 19th, Long Beach State Dirtbags at Hawaii. But there's no way to predict interstate travel in two months, let alone a month or even a week. So with those things already down, I mean, at what point do you kind of ask the Big West, are you going to redo these schedules? So that's actually uh, a topic on the table today. In about uh, 15 minutes, I have my, my weekly Big West AD Zoom call, and we're going to be talking about those spring schedules and perhaps, uh, perhaps having to modify some of them. Because as you mentioned right now, we would, we would be on an airplane headed to Hawaii to open up Big West baseball play. Now, having said that, you know, I know there's been some conferences and I think even modified basketball schedules where they're only four, I forget which conference I read, they're, they're doing like a two-week schedule because so much could change. Now, that creates issues, but honestly, if you're just trying to play games, that's probably a really good way of looking at it, although, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of hurdles to it. So, I think all of us as athletic directors are curious to, to look at those schedules and then see where we are. I think we'll probably have by the end of next week, those as best we can hammer them out and adjusted um, looking ahead, you know, whether we're playing uh, four game baseball series in big West play, um, whether it's four game softball series, whatever it is, I think we are looking at some, some different options on the table and probably by the end of next week, I think we'll have a really good indication of what spring looks like on paper. Well, you're obviously going to find that breaking news at the562.org because that's where we broke the news about both men's and women's basketball teams having those uh, false positives that Andy mentioned before. Andy, what's it like 
as the athletic director, when you guys have gone so long, a th- or more than a thousand tests of not having a student athlete test positive, and then all of a sudden, the day of the game, you get the news that it's positive. What, what's your reaction? What's the first steps? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I think the first thing is when my phone buzzes on game day, I look at it and I say, hopefully it doesn't say Jared Spanger on, on my phone. Oh, Jared. Oh, Jared no. is our, our, our head trainer. And he's the bad he news the guy, guy, huh? <laughs> he's the guy that oversees the, 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 the nuts and bolts of the testing on game days. And uh, when I have gotten a phone call on, on game day, from Jared, I, I know it's probably not good news coming my way. So, um, you know, again, it's, it's this weird COVID world where, you know, I, I can't have ever imagined living this kind of life, so to speak, where you would literally be ready for a game and then someone says, well, we're just not going to play. <laughs> like that, that, I don't know if in the history of college sports, anyone's ever done that. Um, Prior to 2020, it had perhaps happened three times, right? Correct. I mean, <laughs> it's very, very, very unique scenario, I'm sure. But, um, you know, I mean, the first thing is, um, you know, we, we do go into when, if identified that we have a positive test is we, we immediately quarantine people and really segregate them into um, safety areas so that we, you know, if there is any further transmission, we want to stop that. Um, but what happens at that point is we go into retesting and that's where, um, we went, uh, with the, uh, the lost series two, two weekends ago, I guess it would be at this point or one of my camera, how many weekends ago it was, but, um, we go into, to testing and, and essentially what happens is on a game day antigen test, you have to have a minimum of two PCR tests, both being negative to quote, get out of that, that quarantine. So um, what we did immediately um, with those, those positive cases was get them that first test. And that first test usually will tell you what's what. The PCR test is, we, we've talked about, most people know it's kind of the Cadillac COVID tests. And if that thing says you're positive, then you're probably positive. Um, for our case, you know, we got all back negative tests. And at that point, you kind of, I hate to say, you get a little bit of a smile on your face because you go, well, is there a chance that we're not going to be on the shelf for, for 10 to 14 days? And then you get really nervous because then you're doing the second test. And if that second test comes back negative, um, then you can come out and go back into activity. So that's essentially what we did when we got that initial news on Friday that we would not be playing those games. Um, we were back up and running, I believe, on Monday afternoon, I think, um, with, with the basketball practices. So um, you know, it's just a weird tug on your heart because, you know, you want to play so bad at this point, you know, I mean, um, just, just to play a game as silly as it sounds is such a huge win in the COVID world. So, um, you know, your heart just kind of sinks, you know, I mean, you just kind of go, ah, oh, man, how close were we, you know, I mean, were we hours away from playing a game? Um, so that's the mental side too, of, of what COVID has kind of put us into is um, this this reaction where you know you 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 know you want to be upbeat you want to have a positive mental attitude but but it's tough especially when if you're an athlete and you've you're, you're there on game day and you're thinking all, all I need to do is take this test and come back negative and we'll play tonight I'm two hours away from playing and to be that close and then to have someone say sorry got to hang it up and go into quarantine. That's a tough, that's a tough pill to swallow, but 
you know, I think our athletes have handled it well. We, we do know that, that there can be positive cases and we know now, but we, I mean, you can have a false positive. Um, so really it's, it's that ultimate lesson of kind of rolling with the punches here of, um, you know, making lemonade out of lemons really. So those basketball teams now back in action with our fingers securely crossed that those tests continue to come back negative and they'll be able to take on UC San Diego back in big West action this weekend. The men are going to be at home Friday, Saturday, the women are going to be on the road Friday, Saturday. Those are four o'clock starts for the men at home. And we will have coverage of that and everything else. Long beach state athletics at the five, six as always. Now we got to get out of here. As Andy mentioned, he's got some pretty important meetings to get to, but before we do, we got to do our big shouts uh, I wanted to get my big shot out of the way. I know we talk about Long Beach State Athletics here, but we are also a Long Beach sports community. And I just wanted to give a big shout to anybody helping out LBCC right now. Uh, they lost in a women's soccer assistant coach this week. And they also lost a member of their baseball team. Uh, real tragic losses, very unexpected. And when stuff like that happens as a sports community, you come together. So whoever's out there helping them, including the people putting the GoFundMe pages together and everything else, big shout to you. Please, if you're able to right now, get online and send some love to those Vikings. Mike, you got a big shout for the week? Yeah, mine is to the LBUSD nurses uh, who are volunteering or, you know, who are on the, the front lines doing uh, vaccinations this week at the Long Beach Convention Center. Uh, my wife was uh, able to go and get her first dose of the vaccine this week. Uh, it was a big relief and a big sigh in my family that she's in uh, that calendar. Uh, my mom is getting her second dose next week and my wife's mom uh, just got her first dose on Saturday. So, you know, it's, it's worth noting, you know, a lot of the people giving these vaccines have not been fully uh, vaccinated themselves, uh, but are still volunteering to be part of that pipeline that's that's uh, trying to make sure things continue to run efficiently in Long Beach um, the way they have been, uh, not so much the case in the rest of the state, obviously. Um, so just a big shout out to them, you know, that, that's that's a huge deal. And I know for a lot of the teachers who were at the convention center, it was nice to see a familiar face with those high school nurses being out there uh, helping out with that process. So shout out to them and a, a huge sincere thank you from my family. Andy, why don't you cap this episode with your big shout for the week? Yeah, so some people that are really um, tied to the community, not just Long Beach State Athletics, but uh, Dan and Desiree Gooch uh, for their support of our golf programs and, and, and beyond that, um, just the city as a whole. Um, you know, Coach Gooch, uh, just loves Long Beach and Desiree. They, they, they love Long Beach so much and they've been so kind and, and, and gracious to us. And so I just want to acknowledge um, their support and, um, you know, we couldn't do it without them. So thank you. Hey, to, uh, same here. <laughs> same here. Yeah. We're huge fans of Dan and Desiree Gooch. I noticed you did not put Jared Spanger on your big shout out since he's the... <laughs> I think he's, he, he's the messenger, you know, Andy's saving, Andy's saving that one. He did it a couple times last year. He's saving it for this year. Yeah. I, I like exactly. it. Exactly. Every other week we do the big shout here on the LB fee show where we talk everything long beach state athletics. So thank you to Andy. Thank you to producer Roger, everybody else who gets this show up. Thank you. LB nation. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon.